0: The has given it away to get right. How he is going to move out to his right and he his left. It's oh, It's one now. Arsenal's pain is not a forest pleasure because frozen in time, that
1: goal keeps them up. In a... Fucking hell. Arsenal have been beaten by Nottingham Forest and Manchester City are champions. That's pretty much the end of this space, I think. Um, no, I kid, I kid. Listen, uh, welcome to the post-match on Latte firm. I just had to get that F-bomb out of the way. That was probably one of the most frustrating games of football I've watched Arsenal play under Mikel Arteta. Nothing to do with the title race. Uh, obviously, I think that had gone, but uh, just the manner of the game. Uh, Really, really disappointing. Welcome. Um, It's been a very fun journey this season. It's been a really fun journey. Doing these shows have been absolutely amazing on match days. Uh, So much positivity, so much excitement, so much enjoyable um, football. But today and the last couple of weeks have been really tough. Manchester City have been crowned Premier League champions for the third successive season. Five titles in six years. What a great achievement by a team that have over 100 breaches of Premier League financial regulations. That cannot be forgotten, but they are the Premier League title uh, winners and they are now on course to win the treble. Amazing. Uh, Let's go to our co-hosts. First up, it's Wayne. Wayne, welcome to the Latte Firm post-match. Phone in. Uh, How do you feel?
2: Um... I don't really know to be honest with EFK. it's it's kind of hard to isolate that game because that like, you could see that these guys really kind of they were on holiday like they didn't show up for this game at all and and that's disgraceful within itself i think that's really 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 poor but like, I'm less concerned about this game individually and in the, the way that we've capitulated to end this season and i'm really like For all of the positives that we spoke about and all of the positives that we have discussed all season and the positives going on to next season, this sort of form and this sort of stuff can carry over. And it can carry over as like a hangover into next season. Two wins in eight when we were top of the table is a shambles. And the fact that we're probably now going to finish behind Manchester City by at least 10 points from the position that we're in. Even if Man City go on to win every single game. Like, there's a way to lose the title, and we've done it in such shocking fashion. It's not just about like the man. Uh, the Nottingham Forest game today, like, it's so, so disappointing. And I think, I think we need to stop. There's a lot of positives, and there's a lot to look forward to for next season. But I also think we need to ask ourselves a lot of tough, tough questions because normal teams, young, old, it doesn't matter. There's a way to lose the title. You don't lose it like that.
1: I think you make an excellent point, Wayne. And until you sort of articulated like, like, like that, I hadn't really thought of it as a problem. But you're right. The way that we've kind of just faded, um, you know, it was sad because it was sort of petered out, whimpered out, wherever, however you want to describe it. But I think there's probably something more there. The boys were definitely on the beach today. I should be on the beach in a week's time. I'm sure I'm going to get belters for that as well. But uh, let's go to our other co-host, Gav, who is actually war. Welcome, Gav. How are you feeling after that? Arsenal have been beaten by Forrest by goal to nil.
3: Well, I'll be honest with you, the highlight of that game for me was uh, my mate, who's normally like 26, 27 rows back, being given a double-eight uh, seat row today, and he was literally standing by the goal. So, I was playing, spot my mate Adrian the whole game. I managed to catch him not even looking at the pitch, actually looking at his phone at one point. Uh but yeah, no, like I say, I probably still showed more interest in that game than half the players on the pitch. Uh, it, it, it it was just a joke. Uh, Arteta's got so many things right this season. Uh, but today, he's got to throw his hands up and say, I got that completely and utterly wrong. Uh, I've no idea what he was doing with a back line-up. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it's three at the back. No, it's four at the back. No, it, it's... I didn't have a clue. I don't think the ball went over to the left-hand side of the pitch once in the entire first half. Do you know what I mean, just everybody running down the right and there's nobody in the middle, nobody on the left. It was... Half the players looked uninterested. Uh, even towards the end, it only really looked like Gabriel and Ramsdale, uh... <laughs> you know, was interested in the game. Uh Obviously there was quite a poignant moment when uh Jesus looked like he was pulled back from his shoulder. Uh he got up and complained. There was no V A R and he got booked for it. And I think that for me sums up the officials for this season. Uh but yeah, it was it was like a mid table for us, end of season performance where the result didn't matter. And yeah, it was one of those, mate. Uh wipe my nose of it, move on, almost laugh at it, forget about it as quickly as bloody possible.
1: Mm, Thanks very much, Gav. not sure I can laugh at it. I know what you mean, but I think, uh, as Wayne said, there's a bit of a problem there. And, you know, whether it's team selection, whether it's performance, just being up for it, whether it's the pressure, um, whatever it is, we did find ourselves in an unexpected Premier League title race. And the way that we've kind of thrown it away or the way that we've kind of just... Disintegrated uh, towards the back end of the season—that is cause for concern in my mind. Uh, it has to be said that it has to be said that Nottingham Forest are, of course, fighting for their lives. They needed a win today to secure Premier League safety, which they did. Sorry, Gav, is that you coming back in? Is that a lag?
3: Yeah, no, no, it's me. Uh, it's me just wanting to pull you up on site, mate. Uh, I think it's been playing the obvious all season that we've got a squad of a core of, sort of 11, 12 players who. Can go on and do things. Who can go on and win things? The minute two or three are missing, uh, then we just completely fall apart as a team. And whilst I'm going to be highly critical of the lineup that I set to come up with today, uh, I think the form at the end of this season has got a lot to do with the fact of just it just seemed like every week we was missing another player. Uh, so, like I say, I don't want to go too harsh on us falling apart three seasons running metra or scenarios or whatever the correct word is. I'm,
2: I'm personally, I'm not sure I buy into that, that sort of, that theory anymore. I think we've got a better squad than we had last year. I think last year, the quality was a big reason as to why, as to why we fell apart the way we did. We're not the perfect squad. We're never going to be the perfect squad. But this squad is better than what we've shown in the last eight games. And we saw that for the first, what, 25, 26, 27, whatever it was. And a lot of the majority of this squad has been brought in by Mikel Arteta. So, if we're now saying that it's a position where these players aren't necessarily up to scratch, what did we buy them for? What was the point of that? We can't just, can't just load up and get rid of a player after one year, two years or whatever and look i'm not saying i'm not saying that they won't come good but a lot of this could have been addressed earlier on in the season and players that we brought in in january are, are showing signs of like a, a lack of they they played well for like a, a, a certain amount of time when they first came in and like Jorginho was brilliant against aston villa but then you see today all of his defensive frailties and the lack of athleticism and, and what we miss like, when that comes to next season we're still going to be relying on him so I don't think we can. I, I, like, I, I personally, I, I'm not going to blame the squad in, in this, in that sense, this season because we're better than last year, and I think that. I, I, I don't mind that I, I can hold my hands up and say Manchester City deserved the title. Like I'm not going to complain about the fact that we didn't win the title. It was possible. It's disappointing, but it was always likely to happen with how good Manchester City are. But this squad is better than they've shown for the last eight games.
1: Well, there you have it, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Quite an explosive start. Uh, there's a few questions to be asked about Arsenal, about Arteta's selections and purchases we've made. And questions will be asked about players that were unused today. I mean, Kieran Tierney coming on as a substitute. What does his future hold? Emil Smith-Rowe just cannot seem to get uh, any sort of reasonable game time. Eddie Nketiah coming on late, but ineffective as per Rob Holding on the bench, Fabio Vieira credit um, Xhaka being linked with a move out and Wayne and, and, and Gav there talking about Jorginho and Trossard. January purchases started well. They have um, maybe cause for concern this summer. If you've been to the game, if you've watched it on TV, if you've been listening on the radio or if you've just logged on to the Internet, um, you've had a better afternoon or day than we have and just found out the score, then request the mic and have your say. I can see tons of people have done exactly that. And we will go to our first caller who is normally so, so positive. It's Andy. Andy, welcome to the show. Arsenal have been beaten at Forest by a goal to nil. What would you like to say about today's performance?
4: Tottenham lost. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah. they,
1: they always seem to lose. Yeah. It's a nice way to introduce
4: the show, Andy. But, <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, uh, listen, I think
1: we're beyond that now. I mean, Yeah, yeah, amazing. we are. We yeah, are. We, we, are, are. Even we
4: are. I just thought I'd been a bit of light, very light humour to, uh, to the show. <laughs> but listen, we were awful. Absolutely awful. Um, team selection was was... I, I really don't understand. If you listen to what Tony Adams had to say at half-time, I think he, he hit it on an hour. Why are you playing part time defence when you've got Tierney on the sub, you know, in, in, uh, as a sub? The, the whole team selection was very, very strange, and the way he moved it around with Kirill going to a left-back, and yeah, listen, um, I, I thought we yeah, we, we, we just didn't show up, did we? And we haven't shown up for the last two or three games. It's disappointing, it's very sort of, it's upsetting, because we've, we've, we've been playing so well, and and yet we can't live on saying we played so well. You know, we, we've we you know at the end of the day we we just haven't we haven't contributed to the last sort of three or four games, have we? It's been. Uh, and you, you you mentioned that we faded in the last three or four games. What do you put it down to? I, I just think we, we can't keep saying we're missing Saliba. These players, they're, they're training together every day. They're doing all different things all together. You know, you know they're they're training twenty four seven. I put it down to just. In experience, I just think that the the the, 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 the just not the experience is not there. They lost their heads, um, and and a lot of team selection with with the way he does it, Arteta. I mean, I love him to death, but he, his team selection is very odd. His substitutions. I mean, you know, again, Smith Rowe, where is he? He's gone, Smith Rowe. Shaka is his heads elsewhere now. I think he's on his way out. I just think that you know, why are you not playing these players when they're clearly on the you know? I, I don't understand it. You know, it's very confusing sometimes. With the, I, I just think it's it's um, inexperienced with a lot of these, with a lot of the players, and 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 they look like they're on the beach already as well. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that, Andy. I think a lot of people are going to be saying that, Andy. Thanks for being the first caller on tonight's show, guys. Bit of frustration there from Andy, who's ever the optimist, says the boys are on the beach. Uh, some players of heads have gone, uh, including Granite Jacker, of course, being linked with a move to Bayer
2: Leverkusen. Is that is that? I mean, I guess is that fair reflection, Wayne, coming to you first? Um, yeah, it's a fair reflection, but I think it's a disgrace. I think that today's performance especially was a real, real slap in the face at what I think and I think what the majority of Arsenal fans know to be the best away support in the whole league. To go to Nottingham Forest and put in that level of performance in front of those fans is nothing short of disgraceful. And it's just, it's so... It's so confusing. It's because so, there were no there were no signs of this. Even after the World Cup and we've seen stats recently of like Arsenal conceded more goals, he conceded more chances, even when Saliba was in the team. But we were still winning games. There were no signs of this level of capitulation. And the fact that we're now gonna finish like the at least ten points behind Man City has just come out of nowhere. And I don't I don't know what it is or why it is or how it's come about like this because it's it's just baffling. It's so, so baffling. And I agree with Andy. I think inexperience is a huge part of it. But we've got so much quality that even if we didn't win every single game, like inexperience can explain like the Southampton nerves or inexperience can explain like West Ham. It doesn't explain like the whole thing. It's just weird. It's so, so weird to me how this has happened.
1: Yeah, it's, it's difficult to take. Uh, Gav, just before we go to our next caller, who will be Cathal, um, team lineup. Ramsdale obviously kept his place in. Tom, Thomas Party played at right back, and Tony Adams, as you heard from Andy, ripped into him at half time as to why he's playing there. Ben White playing centre back alongside Gabriel with or playing left back. No room for Kieran Tierney. Erdigard, Jorginho and Xaca, uh, lacking athleticism, dynamism, and physicality against a team fighting for their lives. Uh, I'll leave you to, to comment on that. And Saka, Jesus, and Trossard, who didn't really have his best game today. What did you make of the lineup?
3: Didn't work, did it? <laughs> Uh, if it works and party almost playing the inverted midfielder Coming in from the right Instead of what we normally do With Zenchenko coming in off of the left Then Arteta looks an absolute genius But because it didn't work He looks an absolute fucking donkey uh, And that's the only way you can look at that starting lineup. up uh, I don't think personnel-wise He had much choice about who he played Maybe I mean, who knows? I mean, like I so say, he said that some players haven't trained all week. So who knows whether T&E's put a full training in this week or whether he's been in and out of training, hence not starting. Uh, but that uh, that aside, who else could you have played today? Who else could you have started?
1: Mm, well, I mean, TNE's uh, uh, like you... holding all on, uh, Fabio Vieira all on the bench.
3: Well, yeah. And that's, yeah. They they probably deserve to be on the bench to be fair. Uh, I mean you look at the bench, I think there was about four Howlanders on the bench. Four or five. Uh, I mean there's I think there was two Howlanders on well, two or three Howlanders on the bench that haven't played for us in the premiership yet. Uh, Walters, uh of Dubri, and another Mandela. fella. Brunner. Yeah, and Mandela another Mandela.
1: three of them. Mandela.
3: Uh so it, it is it is bare bones and it's weird. It's like when your team and when you've got your familiar players around you and you've got a good side and you're on a good run, uh things go well. When you know when Gabs in defence is suddenly looking to his right and he's got holding there and then he's got Kiora there and today he had White there. Uh Things are going to be slightly different to when he's looking and Saliba's sitting there. Uh, there's various little bits like that that can actually unsettle a team, which we can. All, there's lots of reasons and lots of things we can look at over the last seven or eight games. Uh, but I personally don't believe it would have the wheels would have fallen off as much if we did have a settled team and we didn't have these injuries flowing through. But there you go. I mean, like I say, there's there's plenty that of work they have to do in the summer Uh, and like I say, the players are clearly looking forward to the summer so I think we should start doing that as well
1: Okay, let's go to our next caller it's uh, Cathal, hopefully i pronounced your name correctly, Cathal, welcome to the post-match Phoning on Latte Firm, Arsenal as you've just heard have been beaten by Nottingham Forest, which means that Manchester City are now Premier League champions for the third time in a row and for the ninth time in their history uh, meaning they are only four league titles behind us Cathal, welcome to the show
5: Hi, guys. Hi, FK. Yeah, um, just looking at, like, the bigger picture, I suppose, I just looking back at some of the stats there, I mean, we had 100... We were on course for 100 points after 19 games. We got 50 points in the first 19 games. And in the subsequent 18 matches, we've hit 31 points. I mean, that's that's not even top four. You know, that's, that's on course for maybe fifth, sixth. So how can you go from being you Know possible centurions in the first half of the season, two, You would not even get top four. So, what do
1: you, what do you think it comes down to? Because when you put the stats like that, Cathol, it's staggering. We've
5: it's staggering, the yeah. It is
1: first half of the season. We've gone into the world cup top, we've come back from the world cup, raring to go. We added Trossard and and uh, Jorginho, thinking that could just make the difference. But 31 points for a possible 50 is shocking,
5: yeah. Like I think it's 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 so it's so hard for us to take now because I didn't I was really like even when we started to fall away and it was clear that we weren't gonna do it, I still had so much good feeling and and good hope for the team to say, Okay, can we get to ninety points? Can we equal the the Invincibles or can we get to eighty seven points and it would still be it would still be wow, what a great season. But looking at it now, like I think they've they've undone they've undone some of the good work because it's been such a bad run. It's been really, really poor. And I just, I don't know. I'm just really, I was apathetic over the last couple of weeks, but I'm actually angry after today because it's just, it's becoming a bit embarrassing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Cathy, you make some excellent points. Um, Thank you for joining. I'm not sure if that was your first time dialing into the phone in, but you make an excellent point about the difference in performance. First half of the season, second half of the season, and Cathal ending his call saying he's angry. I mean, look, there's a lot... I don't want to turn it into sensationalism. I'm sure Cathal would be the first to say that we've had a lot of positives this season. It's been a season really to be encouraged by. We're looking forward to next season, of course, already. But it is disappointing. It's disappointing to see the way that Arsenal have ended this season. And we've kind of thrown it away ever since being at Anfield. We've had some really poor results and 31 points for a potential 50 this second half of the season. It's just not good enough. Right, I can see Sam Reeve is waiting to speak to us. Uh, Guna Nick, Rohan, Sam Tonks, Tejas, Adam, Jake, you're all in line to have your say on tonight's show. But let's go
6: to Sam. Sam, welcome <laughs> to the post-match, phoning. Arsenal have been beaten. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm disappointed, right? I think every Arsenal fan is. And definitely disappointed with the way it's kind of gone out with a bit of a whimper. But I think that, you know, I think like a few people have said, we've really just got to you know, be proud of what we have done this season and how far we have come and, and just yeah, just look at that bigger picture because I actually don't think we were terrible today. Um, yes, maybe, you know, some players could have played slightly better, we could have been a bit sharper. But actually, you know, we we controlled most of the game. We tried our best to kind of pass the ball around. Um, I think Erdegaard and Saka and 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 Jesus tried all that they could. Um and I don't think yes, I don't think we were terrible really. I think it just I think really, as I said, I think We've kind of come to the end of the season here and we've run out of a little bit of steam, you know we haven't have we don't have the the depth and the quality in the bench that that city do, and I think you just kind of gotta like step back and go look look Premier League is is the best league in the world at the moment the depth you know the quality of players there are all across every team in this league you know and like there's no no game is a given in this league, and so yes, I think obviously we've thirty one points from the last fifty, not brilliant, you know. And definitely not the way we started, but you know, I it's just really, really hard to do. And like, if you look at teams that kind of control games, like the only team that I, I don't know that can really do it, it, it at the moment, especially in this league, is is City, you know. Um, and and there's a lot of financial doping going on there. So um, yeah, like I, I think obviously, as I said, not the best thing, not not the way we wanted to go out, but hopefully we can just keep doing what we're doing because because we're doing well. Um, add some strength over the summer and also I think the other thing we've got to remember is that Arteta's still a very young manager like I think he's a quick learner um, I think he's learned quickly despite making mistakes this season um, but I think that he'll re- like reflect on the season as a whole and he'll think you know where can we improve how, how can like we stop this happening and I do think we will come back stronger next year but it just you know like the big question is whatever we do whoever we sign however well we train is it going to be enough to get us more than second next season? And that's 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 really really tough when you're playing. You're looking at a team like like City, really. So yeah, it's Sam, difficult. Sam, I've got one observation, one
1: question on. for you. In terms of observation, you talk about uh, not playing that badly today. Look, possession wise, Arsenal have bossed it today. 82% possession compared to Nottingham Forest, the home team, fighting for their lives with 18% only. Uh, Arsenal having 11 shots on goal, Forest six. We having three on target, Forest two, and we've had twice as many corners as them today. The question to you, though, Sam, um, you talk about the sort of you know lack of squad depth when you look at the players that were on the bench today for Arsenal. What are your thoughts on the futures of some of these players? I mean, just taking them quickly: Tierney, Smith Rowe, Inquietia, Holding, Fabio Vieira. They're the big five on the bench today. Have they?
6: Have any of them got a future at Arsenal? Um, well, you know, you know. This is the interesting thing. I think this actually is maybe something to do with Arteta's character and kind of who he is and how he treats this. Cause I think as soon as he came into the club, he was all about, Oh, we've got the non-negotiables, you know, and he very much, he's very much got those players that he trusts. And like, you know, Aubameyang wasn't one of those players and he got rid of him very quickly. Um, and I think there's been a few times in the last few seasons where maybe injury has kind of, or even before Arteta came, like we've basically been forced into playing a few younger players and it's actually ended up turning out like really well, you know, the kind of likes of, I mean, I know Smith-Rowe is like not really in the picture at the moment, Um, but like the likes of like Smith-Rowe, Saka, Um, you know like sometimes and even Nelson like Nelson this season you know when we did need to rely on him because of injuries or whatever he actually played pretty well and it just kind of has me thinking like I I wonder if Arteta is like a little bit too rigid in terms of the players he trusts and the players he doesn't Um, because you know it does kind of limit his his selection sometimes especially at the moment where we are with a club because you know we're still in the point where You know, he hasn't quite got all the players he wants. You know, Trossard was a brilliant signing, um, but like I think there's still like players that he wants to shift. I think we're going to have a lot of players leaving this summer, hopefully a good another couple of additions. So, yeah, I guess our Mm. our squad really isn't as settled uh, as, as, as like the kind of Man City's is. Um, so yeah, so I think that's a really, I think it's a really like fair reflection. Like you know, it, it's not this where he, it is it where he really wants it to be at the moment, and it's hopefully will definitely improve next season. I think today, I think what we saw is we saw that that play out because Tierney. I don't know why he wasn't starting I don't know why you know he's fallen out of favour because like you know breaking down a low block is really really hard and you look at the way Nottingham Forest play today you know Leicester won the league playing counter-attacking football you know and so space is everything in football and you really need to stretch a team to create that space when they've got 11 players in their own half not even in their own half but in their own third you know it's so hard to break that down So the fact that you've got lots of, like, you've got Jesus, you know, he comes to the left and he's a right footer. You've got Trossard, he's playing on the left, he's a right footer. You know, and then you've got Zinchenko, like, who drifts inside. Like, you need that width. Like I said, like most of our play today was down the right-hand side. And, you know, I don't think we were too bad down the right-hand side. But, you know, without the kind of Tierney, you know, you don't necessarily have the width where you have someone who's a left footer on the left-hand side who can beat a man, who can put a ball in, who can really stretch the, the the pitch. Because, I mean, I don't know. Like I know football, all football pitches are different sizes, right? I don't know how big Nottingham Forest is. It's probably not the biggest. It's probably not bigger than the Emirates but yeah I mean I, th- I think when it comes to pitch
1: sizes it's kind of marginal Sam we're just having some audio issues with you there's a lot of background sort of uh, noise but if, if you're a first time caller I think that's a tremendous call from, from you today please do request the mic in future really appreciate that Sam thank you so much for joining great call there uh, chaps from Sam I want to do a quick game with you Wayne and Gav uh, before we go to our next call, who will be Sam Tonks um, first of all just some messages from the message board if I like from the tweet wall whatever you want to call it timeline. Um, Protocol, who says? At, who is at GG Hop, says, we need a striker who is big, strong, and athletic. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin would have been great, but he's too injury-prone. Ossiman, uh, Hoyland or Vlaovic, much needed. Rice, Caicedo, Diaby, or Xavi Simons, a centre-back and hybrid defender. Wow. Uh, he has got his shopping list well and truly open. Um, Dawn Amy or Amy, sorry if I've I've butchered your name, Dawn. She is at Dawn Amy AFC, says issues of squad depth with injury, not turning up when we need to. However, we have a young team. And for the first time in a couple of seasons, we look like a competitive team for new signings. Excited for next season. Come on, you Gunners. Uh, Van Buki, who is at Van Buki, says, well, that was rubbish. Um, And uh, yeah, lots of people tuning in, lots of people. Uh, also um, following, which is fantastic. If you if you like these match day phone ins, do follow Latte Firm. The only place on this platform that you can get these uh, these sorts of shows. Right before we go to our next caller, Sam Wayne and Gav, quick quick sort of game with you. It's basically what would you do with these players? It's either sell or keep. Those are the answers. Not really interested in justifying just justifying those answers unless I sort of stop you in your tracks. But yeah, um, can, we, can we do loans as well? Yeah, okay, fine. Um, uh, Tierney, keep or sell? Gav, what would you do? And Wayne?
3: Uh, I'm pretty much certain he's getting sold.
1: Yeah, what would you do? Keep. Wayne? Sell. Smith-Rowe?
3: I'd sell. <laughs> sell if the money's good enough.
1: Both of you would sell Smith-Rowe? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. All right, all right. I all right. wouldn't want to, Eddie but... and Ke-
2: yeah? I'd keep.
1: Oh my God, Wayne! What you would you would sell Smith Rowe and you'd keep Eddie Inketia? Are you are you feeling alright?
2: Tell me where Smith Rowe plays in this in this squad. You can't. He doesn't. Ha- he doesn't have a rock. Like we don't know. What Bro, you'd role keep is. Eddie and Ketia and you'd sell Smith because Rowe. we've seen what like Eddie Nketiah is nothing more than a i backer. I've seen what Eddie Nketiah has done. Like five goals in thirty games. Yeah. It's not good. What though. has Jesus done since coming back from injury? Like. The questions that we're asking of Inketia, we're asking of Jesus. Like, I think we need another attacker. I don't think the answer is getting rid of an attacker to bring in a God. physical attacker. I think we need another striker anyway.
1: Gav? you said Smith
3: Uh, yeah, no Smith. If if there's a, if a decent offer comes in, Smith Rowe's going.
1: All right, Inketia.
3: <clears throat> yeah,
1: I think he's got to go. Okay,
2: okay interesting.
1: Um, Rob Holding.
2: Keep or sell. I'd load him he's, onto the nearest dumpster
3: fire, unless, unless, he's, unless he's really good with looking after what the bloody hell's olive trees and dogs got to do with football teams, mate? Do you know what I mean? I don't want to hear about the club. or got a fucking dog walking about, or want to hear about one olive tree. Do you know what I mean? And so, unless Holdings like uh, been trained, you know, as a dog carer and olive grower, then he can go.
1: Mm. And Fabio Vieira
3: Jesus mate I want to just dump him off At like the nearest chippy For the whole summer Do you know what I mean Just let him sit in a chip shop For the whole summer Eating chips and pies And do you know what I mean So he can like beef up
1: a bit oh, geez, That's certainly not the beefing up That we, we <laughs> would want Gav, But I do understand the sentiment Wayne what, what were your thoughts on Fabio Vieira A bit harsh potentially But Maybe there's a decision to be made. I'd
2: look to loan him out. Okay.
1: Can I also just push you on a couple more? We get loads of emoji reactions from the people listening in, which is great. Um, One of the callers mentioned Jorginho and Trossard. They obviously came in in January. They hit the ground sort of running and they they had an impact on the team, but they have faded. And and perhaps, you know, it's unfair to pick, pick them out because the team has faded. But should the club... If they're looking to compete for titles, consider their situations this summer. Could could you know would you, would you want to cut ties with with them? So, same question to you guys: um, keep or sell either of those two?
3: Uh, I think we're keeping them both. Uh, so,
1: what would you do, like, Gav?
3: What would I do, I would hope and pray that we buy better than the three or four players that we buy this summer have all got to be better. Than our best starting 11, which our best starting 11 when everyone's on form doesn't include either of them.
2: Wait, but uh, I'd keep Trossard, but I wouldn't play him on the left anymore. I just, he's not what we need from a left sided attacker at all. Um, unless you've got like a a, a left back bombing on past him or something like that. I just don't think he's an Arsenal left winger in this uh, in this current ses- system. He's better through the middle. As for Jorginho, I wasn't a fan in January. I'm not a fan now. I'd get rid of for a bag of crisps.
1: Interesting. Uh, for the record, I would sell both this summer. Anyway, <gasps> <gasps> uh, yeah, someone's probably going to get a backlash for that. Right, let's go to our next caller. It's Sam, Sam Tonks. Welcome to post-match phone-in. Arsenal have been beaten by Nottingham Forest,
7: and our season has crumbled. Um, Sam, how are you feeling today? Um, yeah, cheers, lad, for having me. Um, as again, uh, it was utterly predictable um, today. To be honest, to sum up, I uh, put Taro one year in my fantasy football team, um, and he oh, delivered. Oh, Sam, you—you uh, you, some you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah,
3: guess, Forrest, yeah. you know, on.
7: recently they've been on uh, brilliant form Gibbs White, I have to say Morgan Gibbs White has been one of the surprises of the season because I remember when the, they signed him and the world was mocking his um, his value, he was like a meme going around but he really is a quality footballer um, and yeah, I'm obviously, side note I'm happy Forrester in the league but back to Arsenal um, yeah, it was just utterly predictable shameful but just like as part of the recent discussion just there and what I've seen from Arsenal fans this year, I cannot believe the Emil smith slander that has happened just because it, he's been injured. It's just because the lad it's has been injured. Because it, it really is... I, I, I hate it, I'll be honest. I, it really is winding me up because over the years, we've had so many injured players. Ramsey, Wilshere, Diaby, Eduardo... He, you know, Gabriel Martinelli was out for a year after the Man City game and we'd stopped by them, they'd come back and most of them have been better since after injury. Um, Ramsey came back, you know, became the the king of Wembley. Jack, Jack Wilshire overcame so many injuries and still produced when he could, even towards his last year as as a captain. Um, obviously, Martinelli's just had his best season, but Smith-Roman, the man saved Arteta's job. In 2020, Let's, Smith Rowe was the man that came in at Chelsea, changed the whole dynamic um, of the team before Saka. Um, last season was the Croydon De Bruyne. To every, like, uh, it really is like sad because if he is sold, it will be one of the worst decisions we we Arteta and Edu would have made. I guarantee it. Mm, yeah, that's really. In- I'm
1: I'm I'm with you, Sam. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for joining as per normal. Uh, Miss Jones in the background was adding some emojis. Let's bring Miss Jones into the chat. Uh, Miss Jones, welcome to the post-match phone-in on Latte Firm. I'm not sure if you've uh, dialled in before, but welcome. What would you like to say about Arsenal and our result today? Uh,
8: did you just call me? Was it me that you just said? Oh, yep, sorry. I um, welcome, good- welcome
1: to the good show. To,
8: uh, good evening, everyone. Yeah, it's just, um, just really disappointing. The whole thing, the way we've just capitulated, um, you know, the past couple of games, and that, um, yeah, it's just really sad, you know, the fact that we were night, you know, we've been on top 93% um, of the time, and then you know, these last, um, good few games, you know, we've just absolutely fell off, um, people. people... Why do you think we've fallen yeah, off? I just think, just um, your, your you thoughts? know what it is, mate, I think that, you know. Obviously, you know, Saliba, I think it's to to do with our defence. Saliba's injured, so um, I think that was massive for us because, you know, you saw the amount of games we won won when he was fit and he was playing in comparison, you know, to when he was um, out injured and that. So um, it's just really disappointing, um, the whole thing. Um, You know, like I've said before, this summer's going to be absolutely massive for us to see what we're going to do. In the summer, and people you know, I've heard people talking about like City squad saying about uh, you know, the the death, what the death, what you've got. But if you look at their squad, it's not even that big. It's more about more about quality more than anything else. We've got to bring in quality pl- players in the summer. You know what I mean? So, um, I just think that that's part of the issue. It's the quality. I mean, we went for them. Um, Caicedo in January, we ended up with Jorginho. It's a massive drop-off. So that was always something what was always going to come back to haunt us, even though there was loads of people, you know, given Jorginho prop and everything else, you've seen what he could do. I don't think moving forwards he's a player for us. And um regarding Smith Smithrow, um, the fella who was on before, I'm sure you've heard our in his um his interviews, you know, he's got to be there men- mentally. You know, and it doesn't seem like people are talking about what he's done in the past. We've got to speak about what he's doing now and moving forwards. Is he, I think, is he enough to take, you know, for us when we're going into Champions League and everything else and all the other players? I think for me, the only one I'd keep out of all of them, really and truly, is Tierney. Because he's going to be, for me, he's going to be so difficult to replace, just in my opinion. And like I said, we've got to bring him... someone to relieve Saka, you know, this lad has played more minutes than anyone else in the Premier League. We need a proper, you know, a, a proper um, right winger, you know, just uh, someone who's who's going to really push him for this place because a lot of these players I think I feel as well are quite complacent. They know that every week their name's going to be called out in that first starting 11. There's no one really to push push them. You know, for example, you've got to look at um, Martinelli as soon as Tross, you know, he was falling off a little bit. There was a few games where he was off. As soon as Tross I'll come in, and started challenging for challenging him for that position. You seen him wake up and he just, you know, his his game just changed and everything and he improved massively. So I think that we need players to challenge like everyone in their positions and to make them know, no, you're not your place is not secure every week. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's more about quality than quantity, you know, the squad and um, you know, squad depth and that for me.
1: Miss Jones mm. where have you been all season? Mate I've been here I, I, think...
8: I always come into your damn um, space do you? Yeah every time first I think i I it's brilliant No, it's excellent and you've
1: made you've honestly a wonderful wonderful call. Promise me one thing that you'll be back Oh definitely mate I'll them be in the future.
8: listeners I'm always here and thank you, you, you you're oh, fantastic nice, thank nice. you so much thank you.
1: Oh that's very kind if of you have a lovely time. Oh summer. you too as so well mate I really appreciate that. Oh, what a call, Gav! Uh, you, you gave the emojis. I mean, she, she says very kindly some nice words about the show and that, that she sort of listens in most weeks. And I'm so glad that she's plucked up the courage, if I may say, to sort of request the mic and have a say. Because what a fantastic call!
3: Yeah, and like I say, so much better than that Colleen person who uh, who checks every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, she she was bang on, and like I say, she you know exactly what I've been saying. You know, we've got to improve. We've got, you know, Arteta's got to sit there with his best players and he's got We look at improving, every single one, improving them. Do you know what I mean? we, we This summer, ain't for fillers. Do you know what I mean? It ain't for, you know, we're not looking for backup players. We want players that are, are going to challenge Saka for a 1st team spot. Do you know what I mean? You know, let's, let's be fucking ruthless. Do you know what I mean? We're going to need a striker that's going to challenge Jesus for 1st team spot, which, you know, obviously I don't think he's that particularly difficult. Uh, but in every single sort of position on the pitch, you know, we're gonna need two players. And yeah, when you look at Man City and the fact that the, yes, their squad isn't as you know isn't as big as ours. They haven't got the biggest squad, but what they've got is they've got the squad of sort of about 18 players uh, who they can pick any eleven off for any game and still probably win the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? It, an absolutely ridiculously talented squad. And that's the levels. Fortunately or unfortunately, and no matter how much money they legally or illegally spend, that's the levels you have to get to if you want to win the league or you want to have a, a season like Liverpool where players are doing their ACLs and then two weeks later they're 100% fit again or they're putting hamstrings on a you know, Saturday by the following Sundays, that, you know, they're running about again. You know, we need some of that donkey seamen or whatever they were injected into Liverpool that season.
2: I think, though, Gav, it's not only that. It's not only about the players that we bring in. Mikel Arteta needs to be willing to use them. Like, if we bring in a, a first-team quality right-winger to challenge Saka, and that right-winger goes on a run or even has a performance, let's say like Reese Nelson has in the past, We've seen automatically Mikel Arteta is quick to just bring Bakayo Saka back into the starting 11, even though the competition is in good form, playing well, has scored or assisted in the last game, and deserves a start. One of the biggest, biggest issues that has led us, in my opinion, to this point is we've run out of legs because Mikel Arteta hasn't utilized the squad properly. So it's all well and good having quality next year, but Mikel Arteta needs to, even if it's just one change a week, like bring in the new left back to sit down Zinchenko for a game because Zinchenko it needs to be saved for the end of the season. Whoever we bring in at centre-back, we shouldn't have to play Saliba, Gabriel, Ben White, Saka, 38 out of 38 games. It's just not realistic. So we need to trust the squad, whoever we do bring in, and just give them a start. Let them If they're in form, start them. We don't need to play our, on paper, best 11.
3: Do... Every you, do you think that Arteta would do
2: that? No. You? Right now, I've not. I'm, right now, I've not seen any. I've not seen any evidence that he would do that.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we're going to go to Guna Nick. I see Mushy Peas requested the Mike Tejas, where I've, I can see Assad as well. Um, I want to remind you of this. Back in February, Manchester City, of course, were charged by the Premier League for more than 100 breaches of its financial rules following a four-year investigation. The charges covered the period 2009 to 2018, where they basically falsified their accounts, artificially inflated sponsorship and commercial deals over a number of years to allow them to spend much more than they should have. Um, People might say that I'm being petty. People might say that I'm being a bit, um, you know, uh, sour, sour, sour grapes about it. But that's the fucking truth, uh, let me tell you. And that has contributed no matter what we say they've got a great squad great manager they're retrieving great things but they have decided to go down that road and obviously we can't uh, right let's go to Guna Nick welcome to the show Arsenal have been beaten that means Manchester City have now their third Premier League title in a row their fifth in six years but Arsenal will be finishing the season second how do you feel Nick?
9: Um, not not particularly happy like a lot of a lot of supporters have, especially everybody that's been speaking so far a performance, I'm not surprised because they looked at legs a few weeks ago. Um and Wayne kind of stole a lot of the things I was just about to say. He got there just before I did. Um I was gonna say about um not resting players when he could have rested them. We talked about this last week as well. Why why you, uh, it may not necessarily just be not necessarily pushing people for places, thinking that places are always safe. Maybe even just resting them, just for the sake of resting them, not keep playing them all the time. There might not necessarily be a better player pushing that player, but that player should be. Um, but like Saka is a prime example of a player that should have been rested way so much more than he has. And you look at the Europa League, for example. Why did we suddenly just put Ramsdale in goal for the Sporting Lisbon game in the second leg? I mean, none of a lot of these decisions he's made. I mean, as far as today's lineup, I mean, I looked at it and I had to. I was looking at it for a couple of minutes trying to understand what he's actually trying to do with his lineup. Um and it kind of reminded me because he's he's been under Pep Guardiola for um, a little bit. It's kind of reminded me of what Pep Guardiola did in the Champions League against Chelsea. He kind of just like changed everything for no reason to do what? Like I, I don't know what he was trying to achieve with the lineup he played. Um yeah. but yeah, the, the performance, I mean, there were some I mean I thought Gabriel played pretty decent. Um, Ramsdale didn't have anything to do, so you can't really say he had a good game or not because he didn't really do anything. We didn't test their goalkeeper much at all. Um, we weren't peppering their goal or anything. Yes, they were, their low block, but we've got we've to have a plan B. That's the problem with um, Zinchenko um, and the Saliba situation. You can't just think, because Saliba's out and then Zinchenko's out, that's when the whole season sort of falls apart. You've got to have a plan B. So if you play one way with those players, you've got to have a second way of playing when you play with the other lot of players.
1: And I don't think we've got that at all. I completely agree. And that's definitely got to be something that Mikel has to work on. Completely agree with a lot of your points tonight, Nick. Uh, Interestingly, the BBC have just released uh, a six-minute video on Manchester City's finances. And this is how it opens. Here, just check this out. Manchester City are Premier League champions. But questions remain about how the club does business.
3: People don't know if this team, this whole project, is based on
7: some wrongdoing in the past. That's because City stand accused of over a
2: hundred breaches of the Premier League's financial rules.
3: Some of those charges are extremely serious. I mean, there are, you know, the claim is that they've been basically been falsifying
1: their
7: accounts. City deny doing this, and the questions they face stretch
1: back years because this is a club transformed. This is a club transformed indeed. They've just won their ninth league title in their history as a club, uh, fifth in their last six years. They're now four titles behind Arsenal in terms of uh, English sort of football history. Um, they are a juggernaut and they are not going to be caught for some time. Uh, right, let's go to Mushy P. Um, I can see you've been waiting in the chat very patiently. I'll, I will come to Assad next. I see Lewis and Jake as well there in the chat. Uh, Mushy P, welcome to the show. Um, Arsenal have been beaten, as you've just heard. Manchester City have been crowned as English Premier League champions. Uh, what would you like to say? How are you feeling today? Oh,
10: it's an air of inevitability. I, 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 I again concur with just as I did last time uh, with a lot of what Gunnar Nick said. Because uh, I looked at that formation, I looked at the the, 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 the formation on Sky Sports and thought that's a three-four diamond three. Like in the end, it actually. Was pretty much our normal back four, but obviously Thomas Partey playing right back and Kivio playing left back, who just looked like a rabbit in headlights on the left. And I think loads of heat maps were produced on Twitter showing that barely nothing went down our left side. So it's uh it's disappointing. I don't, I don't see the point of trying these kind of new things out with the penultimate game of the season, really, and and it's kind of backfired. Navas, I don't did Navas make a save? I can't remember him making much of a save. And uh we just passed, 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 but just couldn't break the like I said, break down their low block, unfortunately. But uh it's uh it's some it's is a kind of like when things are going well as they were throughout the whole season. Um the squad was playing well, Jesus was scoring, but you know, there's gonna be a magnifying glass on a lot of the players now. We know obviously Jack is leaving. And I, was, and I know you, and uh, you, Gab, and Wayne were doing the buy, sell, etc. I think there might be another sort of mini clear out, um, but ask them to do their business early, as always. Um, and one thing I've got to say about Arteta in comparison to the Wenger days and Emery days, it looks like we do our business as early as possible, um, especially the last couple of windows, which is good. Um, and then just we just got to keep going but uh, really sad really sad way to end the season to be honest um FK.
1: it is really sad but i've got to say mushy p i mean everyone's piling on the pressure onto arsenal and, it, and rightly so cuz our form's been dire last uh, 3 4 weeks but not even forest of course fighting for yeah, their lives yeah. at the bottom end of the premier league table they needed to go that low block they needed to play counter attack mm. they needed to play to their strengths of course and, the, and you know and the forest fans were were vibrant today um I guess a different, slightly different question. Had we have not slipped up against Brighton, do you think we had it in ourselves to even win today? I mean, like mentally, do you think we're there? Do you, do you, do you think that maybe that's that's the problem area for us? The pressure got to us? Yeah. Like, the, the inexperience? Like, what does it come down
10: to? Yeah, I think the pressure, I think the, the Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton run of three um, draws was where we lost the Premier League, personally, because we could have gone to Man City with a double point lead. I know they'd have games in hand, but the pressure on City to win would have been humongous, and uh, we we shot ourselves in the foot. But you know, Good Nick made some great points, and and I made this point at the, after the Brighton game on the Latte Firm space, and that's the fact that when we were invincible, the squad players would come in. You know, we had them merging girl cliche like Perez, Lundberg. They'd have Ray Parlour come in edu come in and we just don't it's not but we have that on the bench as wayne mentioned actually you know you've got smith row on the bench you know you've got um eddie in ketia as well I, I know you're not a fan of eddie but i'm just saying like just use them a bit more than absolutely rinsing bakayo every single bakayo's 21 22 years old. he's not even he's not 28 27 27 28 years old where physically his body can measure up to playing almost every game um He's still twenty one. He's still going through, and you can see the drop off. The last two months for Bukayo has been in comparison to the the, the you know three quarters of the season where he was incredible. Um, you can see that drop off. So Arteta does need to really trust his squad. He really needs, but maybe he doesn't, and that and that itself is a problem. That him and Edu need to sit down in the summer and say we need a big squad of at least twenty players. Who can all play in the? Who can all? Who are all competitive? Because when that Champions League comes next next uh, season, you need a really big squad to compete on the Premier League and on the Champions League fronts.
1: You do indeed. That's a great point, Mushy P. Thank you so much for being a caller on tonight's post match phone and on Latte Firm. Hundreds of you have tuned in live tonight. Do keep tweeting. Uh, do follow Latte Firm. The only place you can get this sort of content on match days where Arsenal play, uh, whether it's a happy ending or a sad ending, Wayne. To Mushy P's point about Bukayo Saka, you've just shared a tweet. Tell us, uh, Bukayo Saka seems to have
2: genuinely been running to the ground. Yeah, it looks that way. Charles Watts done a... I think it was an article that was released yesterday, but he, he's obviously reshared it today. Um, just talking about the amount of Premier League minutes that have been played this season. And Bukayo Saka's sitting at 3,041 minutes. And when you compare it to Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, Riyad Mahrez and Foden... Obviously, Foden's had a few injury issues... He is way, way, way above the rest of. He's like a thousand minutes. Yeah, more. and it's ridiculous, absolutely crazy. And look, I'm not expecting us to have a core group of wingers like Mares, Bernardo, Silva, Grealish, and Foden. I'm not expecting that whatsoever. It would be nice, but that's that's not our style. That's not just financially how we're set up. But we need to bring that down. And we need to be willing to bring that down. Look, Bakayo Saka is amazing. One of the best players in world football right now. And he's had a fantastic season. Nominated for player of the year. Nominated for young player of the year. It's just a bloody shame that Haaland has had the year that he's had. Because Saka would have probably won at least one of those trophies. But he shouldn't be playing as many minutes as he's played this year. It's really, really a cause for concern. Because we've seen how this ends up with players like Jack Wilshere in the past. And we can't have that for Saka. And I think he goes up another level with competition. And it can't be competition that we were happy to accept in January. I remember after the January transfer window, we had a big discussion, a big space where you and Gab were happy with squad rotation players to come in that were oven ready and were going to give us a bit of a jump. And they'd done for a certain period of time, whereas I was hopeful that we would push for Starters, and that's what we have to do this summer. If you're signing for us, you have to be starting level quality. You aren't guaranteed to start every week, you have to bloody work yourself into that position. But we need starting level quality, and that also goes for Bakayo Saka's position.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: I yeah, no, agree. I, go on, Gav. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, I, I just think when we're talking of uh you know, what sort of player we want in and what sort of player should have been replaced and dropped out uh, more often this season. I think starting with undoubtedly our, our best player or one of our best two players is to, you know, there's always going to be a drop-off. You know I mean, we're never going to have anybody that's nowhere near as good as Saka. Uh, and it's Koza Dubri really, really, has a fantastic loan next year and comes back and challenges him. Uh, the sort of players that I'm I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about the Ben Whites. I'm talking about, you know, left-back. Uh, I'm talking about Xhaka's come-up position. I'm talking about the striker. Uh, they're going to be positions where it's going to be a lot easier uh, to get somebody in who's going to challenge and compete with them for a first-team place, as opposed to Xhaka. Uh, like I say, saying Xhaka, we might as well say, Oh, we need somebody who's going to play Saka and Odegaard.
2: Gav, It's
3: just no. Whilst I agree, I'm just saying that
2: we're taking out our. I get top, that. You I know, get our. I get players. that. But what we so if, saying, if we say forget signing for a second, if we just think about the squad as it is, if you if what from what we've seen of Reese Nelson, the performance coming off the bench against uh, Bournemouth when Saka got injured, I can't remember what game it was. He had two goals early um at home before the Bournemouth game. And then when he came off the bench, I think it was against Brighton, he played quite well. Like, Reese Nelson is a player who, he isn't going to necessarily beat Bakayo Saka's competition long-term. But this year, has he not shown enough with his cameos off the bench that we should have given him starts here and there? Like, I don't expect our best player to come off and be replaced by someone who is as good as our best player. Again, it would be nice, but we're not at that level. But Someone like Reece Nelson has shown glimpses and quality enough this year, where we should be able to trust and say, "All right, Saka, you sit out this one, you rest your legs, and you come in next time." And Nelson will come in and give us an, enough of a enough of a boost.
3: I mean, I mean if if you if we're going to be if I'm going to be ultra, uh, what's the word? Uh... Well, if I'm going to be ultra-critical on what you've sort of proposed there, I will say the fact that Nelson has possibly spent half the season injured or unwell anyway. He went on the bench today because, again, he's not fully fit or he's got a you know runny nose or dodgy belly or whatever he's got. Uh, so, I mean, using Nelson as that example, uh, I would slightly object to. But, like I say, I do know what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's... The only way we're going to improve is to improve the starting eleven. Uh but like I say, there's other positions where I think look, you know, we need to improve on that first. Uh, for example by you know, getting Declan Rice in, uh getting that Cassiado in. Uh that improves the people that are in that position currently. Uh but obviously like I say, what we've got to try and do at the same time is keep the players that they're coming into a place. Otherwise you're just you know, you're just sort of treading water or you know, or swimming swimming against the tide all the time.
1: We'll have plenty of time and shows, of course, over the summer as we speculate to who we sort of add. Thanks, Gav. Thanks, Wayne. Premier League scores today. The scum getting battered by Brentford at home. Um, Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Manchester United winning away at Bournemouth. That think I think, just about secures... Uh, Champions League football for them, I think they another point and they'll be through. Fulham two two at home to Palace. Roberto Firmino scoring on his last ever a- appearance at Anfield in the 89th minute to get them a draw against Uncle Unai. Wolves with a one one draw against Everton. Um, was it Mina who scored in the 99th minute to get Everton's boy Everton uh, a point? Sorry today, and of course Forest Arsenal. That leaves the Premier League table like this: Manchester City top. And champions, 35 games played, 85 points on the board. Arsenal, 37 points, 80, sorry, 37 games, 81 points. And we could end up 10 points behind Manchester City. Newcastle and Manchester United make up third and fourth. They are on 69 points apiece. And Liverpool chasing United, but faltering today at home against Uncle Unai. Um, Let's just go to the tweets that have been coming in. Poor Kofi, who is at night 2007, says, very sad. With a crying emoji face. Kofi, I feel that pain, man. I feel that pain. Russ Morgan says, Jesus was embarrassing today. Don't get on the other end. Sorry, don't get on the end of anything in the box. Um, that's a bit harsh. But yeah, I guess, you know, you judge a striker on goals. You judge a striker on what he does in the opposition penalty area. So absolutely uh, right for your opinion there um old school guna who is at Q everything six says young players are tired massive pressure on them for players who have never been in this situation again so not surprised that we slowed down near the end uh it's a really salient point old school guna really appreciate that um anthony james who is at anthony 96 underscore afc says them boys are too emotional and soft we need to make sure we get rid of this attitude um, to prevent another season collapse. It's not quite what he says. I'm sort of paraphrasing because he's used a couple of stronger words there. Bearded Blackman, who is at Beyond Arsenal, says, we need to look at how we've dropped off two seasons running on the back straight. He's extremely disappointed, but can't be embarrassed to finish runners-up to this Manchester City team. We need to strengthen cleverly this summer. Right, talking of strengthening, I'm sure this guy's going to have a few opinions. Assad, welcome to the post-match, Fronin. But before you dive in and give us your thoughts uh your profile photos just reminds me today's the last time we're going to see Arsenal play in this in
11: this phenomenal black kit Uh, sad day for that
1: but as I said welcome to the show what would you like to say
11: uh yeah just three points I'll start with a positive uh no one expected us to get top four this year so finishing second is good yeah back in Champions League football uh going to the little bit of negative point before I make the ambitious one um I think we need to stop saying City this, City that. Yeah, they're an unbelievable team, but it's not City's fault for the last four and a half, five weeks, what's happened at this club, dropping points from winning positions, dropping points at home, losing to Brighton and Nottingham Forest. Um it feels like the same old story is capitulation when it gets to the business end of the whether it's a title race, whether it's top four or whether it's top six. Like we've been in this position before. I know fans want to be positive and I'm gonna be positive for the summer, but we need to take a good look at these players because some of them just they don't have the mentality to compete like even till today we're mathematically still in the title race and to put in a performance like that just not acceptable um so you can't keep on saying man city have won every game well yeah we've got 9 points in the last 24 available just not good enough and i think arteta has made some good points in his post match press conference about that as well conceding too many goals but Yeah, he needs to stop uh, making all these different experiments. So, you know, playing party right back. What, because Brighton do it with Kacedo is definitely going to work for you. Like, I'm just getting a little bit fed up. Like, he needs to take a little bit of the blame as well because his game... It's not that we bottled it. We have, but it's the game management in some of these games has not been great. Like, not being able to shut out teams when you're new up. Starting against Southampton, waiting till the 89th minute to turn up. But yeah, what's happened is happened. It's a season without a trophy. What worries me a lot is going into the Champions League next year. For the last three years, we've beaten in the first knockout round in the Europa League by Sporting, Olympiacos, and Villarreal. So if we don't strengthen, then the Champions League teams are going to humble us differently. Um, a lot of, uh, and just my final point before I leave: uh, a lot of fans are like, "Oh yeah, you know, we should get four or five players." I think that's four or five players with our current squad with the way it is, but if we're selling a lot of players, we need a right back, we need a left back, we need a centre back, we need two midfielders, and I'm sorry, Jesus is a good guy, good person, holds the ball up well, good in the build-up play, but he's not the striker who's going to give us 25, 30 goals a year to charge for the Premier League or, you know, go further down in the Champions League. Uh, Sometime the truth hurts, and I know there's a lot of fans out there trying to be positive, look, the season was over, but I've never seen a... The only other sports team I can see capitulation like this was the Golden State Warriors against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals when they were 3-1 up and they lost the next three games and the final at home to actually lose the NBA Championship. You cannot make any excuses for being eight points clear and only playing one game a week since February. City haven't had that. We've had that. We went out to them in the first round of the FA Cup. We got knocked out of the Europa League. And yes, Saliba's injuries played a massive part. But I uh, I fear other teams around us are going to get stronger. And, you, you know, um, I know she was mentioned Casado Rice. Don't think for one second we're going to get a clear run at any player we're after. Um, after the Mudrik saga and the Vlahovic saga, even if teams don't have Champions League football, I do believe clubs are just going to throw money left, right, centre. But yeah, <laughs> it's been a good season. Uh, best of luck to all the fans over the summer. I hope you have Guys, have a great break. We've got, we got uh,
3: we got we got Newcastle to contend with as well this year. Not only uh, Newcastle didn't exactly spend a great deal for an oil state-run club uh, so far. Add to that, they've got Champions League money, which I believe's on average about another sort of seventy or eighty million euros a year. Uh, I think I think Newcastle ones, but to go on what you said about other clubs strengthening. I can actually see the only time that somebody's going to outdo Man City over the next three or four years, unless they are seriously sanctioned for their previous or maybe even ongoing wrongdoing, uh, is if there are three or four clubs. Do you know I mean, if the, to stay up in the premiership, you know, the, the team in 16th or 17th or whatever it is, is down to about like 28 points because there's four or five teams up the top who are all basically winning every single game but taking points off of each other. Uh, so, yeah, that that's kind of the way I look at it, is we almost need more stronger sides in the hope that if we can't take points off Man City, they will. Does that make sense to you? Yeah,
1: it does. We will have to wait and see what happens, Gav. I think, I think lots of teams are going to strengthen, but I think what I've seen from this Arsenal team and what I've seen from how Arteta wants us to play, I still think we're going to be good enough to get Top two next season. I know that's not what we're aiming for, but I can't. I mean, Newcastle—they'll spend lots and lots of money. Eddie Howe's done a great job. Egghead at Man United will spend loads of money. He's—he's he's not a serious manager. Klopp now distracted with the Europa League. Uh, Chelsea will rebuild and go again. City are going to strengthen, of course. But I see a lot of pro, a lot of positives uh, with Arsenal. Right, um, we're going to go to Lewis next. Uh, few sort of onto the home straight of tonight's show, but we're going to hear from the gaffer. Mikel Arteta has been speaking to Sky Sports after today's defeat at Nottingham Forest.
6: There's obviously no shame
12: in coming second to this Man City team. But if there is some regret, is it that you just haven't pushed them right the way to the end? For sure, because that's what we wanted to do today. We wanted to do it um, last Sunday, but this is football and the opponent plays and, um, and they've done today enough, just a little bit, uh, to score a goal. Um, and then they defended really well and we were unable to, to break him down you
11: said in the week
12: in your in your pre match press conference that pain is a part of football you can't escape it how intense is that pain right now very intense very sad day because we've been working for 11 months with that aim you know and, and being on top for so many days um, and building that enthusiasm and that belief and and that quality that is necessary to to compete against them um, Manchester City and and we've done it but at the end uh, we didn't have enough for many factors so what's the next step Mikael how do you take them even further next season how do you win it next season I'll heal heal the next few days Um, it is very painful I'm extremely sad I have to find a way to leave the players and and we have a difficult week ahead of us, and we have a huge responsibility. We play in front of our fans that have been incredible all season, and they deserve a, a really good match.
11: How long is that going to take to heal? Is it? Is that? I remember Arsene Wenger used to talk
12: about every defeat being a scar on the heart. Is this something that actually just has to live with you? But this is a sport, and um, and sometimes it's a defeat. Sometimes it's, um, a relationship that is broken is a lot of factors. Um, We have to live with that and and today is difficult and uh, we have to face the difficulty and find a way to learn from it and and be better. And another thing you said in the week, we have to nail the summer, so is that the next big step for the club? No, we have to nail this week first and uh, what we we have to do this week and, and show a very different performance against our people.
1: We have to heal, we have to heal over the next few days, it's very painful. I'm extremely sad and we've got to nail this week Mikel Arteta says. Um he looks really sad obviously in his post match interview. I'm sure um you know he's got fond memories of being at Manchester City and of course they've become a rival now so he's probably gutted. I'm sure he's going to get battered by uh, ex sort of coaching staff and Pep on the WhatsApp tonight or whatever. But um, yeah, poor Mikel. Uh, but Arsenal have a job to do, and we are going to go again uh, next summer, which is which is which is going to be the aim. So there we have it, Mikel on Sky Sports. Right, Lewis, welcome to the chat. In fact, let's do a let's do, have a bit of double bubble here. Let's bring in Jake as well. Lewis, first up, welcome to the post-match phone in a latte, firm mate. How are you? How are you feeling?
13: Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the final times going on here. I think it's just, Arteta reflects how we're all feeling today. Um, You know, really, really gutting uh, for such an incredible season. And just the past, you know, four or five weeks just fall right in front of us. And it's just... It's really hard to take, I'm not going to lie to you, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen, whether we will be challenging for the league next season, whether we'll be back down by the Europa League or, you know, you never know. It's, these things are so unpredictable. But you just got it wrong today, Arteta. Um, but I'm not I listener, I, I don't think you should slate the manager this late on in the season because the title was gone at, at that West Ham game, Liverpool game. So, you know, there was obviously that bit of hope there. Um I'm I'm just really, really devastated. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm sitting there playing football manager and they're currently beating Forest 2-0. So, yeah, pity that yeah, wasn't today. It's, but, it's, um, it's
1: at times like this when you want to whip out FIFA and just smash a team 50-0, just oh. just to take it out of them. Uh, Lewis, hang on the line for a second. Let's bring in Jake. Uh, Jake, welcome to the show, mate. Not heard from you from a couple of weeks' time, but I, I guess you're in similar vein to Lewis. A really sort of sad, sad afternoon for you. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean very disappointing display i mean i'm not i don't like targeting players especially because like especially this season we've all sort of come together as a big team but like performances like from jesus today i mean i know uh gav said it recently like back in his day you just want the striker that's in the box 25 goals like that's perfect i mean jesus half the game playing fucking center back like it's not good enough we need him up there and Trossard as well. He's a lot better through the middle as well. So, I mean, through the middle, I mean, Balogun hopefully stays next season. Then we have the likes of Jesus, Trossard. I mean, but they're not good enough for a Premier League. We've just seen Haaland score more goals than most Premier League clubs. And it just shows the comparison between us and City at this moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, really good analysis from both of you guys, but I do want to finish on a positive from both of you because you've been wonderful for not only the chat uh, for not only these phone ins and Philarte firm, but you've just been wonderful sort of entertainment. Are you encouraged, positive, optimistic by what you've seen Arteta do with what he's had this season? Yeah, I know it was an unexpected sort of title charge, and I know it faded desperately, sadly towards the end. But are we going to be back in it? next summer next season uh, what are your thoughts Lewis what are your thoughts Jake
13: <sighs> listen it, it would be a, a dream to win the Premier League for me And I think for any Arsenal fan my age as well especially for Jake um, you know yeah, to, to be up there again would just be something really really special and I think it's so deserved from all our fan base this season the past few seasons of what we've had to go through and what you know what We've had to endure our workplaces from all, from from other fans, and you know, just now on on the group chat, me and Jake have been getting you know slanders from um, our Tottenham mate giving up, giving it all. We got bigger Tottenham. fish to fry. Tottenham mates, mate,
14: what? You
13: Listen, I I, I, I I you it, need to be putting them in there. You
1: need to be letting them know that they are absolute garbage and they are nothing compared to us. Most people, uh, Lewis, just hate us because we're back. We're the biggest club in the world. We're going to win the Premier League again. It's coming, baby. you just got to keep believing, man. It's it's going to be our time soon. But Tottenham fans,
0: come,
13: come. on, Lewis.
1: Uh, Jake, any closing thoughts from you, mate, on, on next season?
0: I mean, we just got to look at the positives. I mean, who would have thought, I definitely didn't, that we'd even be contending for Champions League football, let alone the league. I mean, it's like last year was at Newcastle, now it's at home to Brighton, away to Forest. I mean, we've just gotta pick our heads up. I mean, I've heard you've heard the speculations here there that Arteta and Edu are gonna spend big this summer and it's got to pay off. We need players challenging for their positions, players at the moment too comfortable, like they can put in these iffy performances and know next week they're gonna be back in the eleven. We need players that are fighting for the team and you can only hope Eddie and Arteta do the job in the in the in the window.
1: Mm, Indeed. Lots of calls for big players next season. Listen, Jake, Lewis, have yourselves a terrific summer. Uh, We do, of course, have our final home game of the season at home to Wolves next week, which I will be going to uh, when I should be working on my tan out in Mauritius. But let's talk about that.
2: Uh, Wayne, you had your hand up. What would you like to say? And I was just going to make sure that Jake and Lewis, I think the last time... Uh, either of them were on. They mentioned that they had started their exams or were starting their exams. I just wanted to wish them, if that's still the case, uh, good luck um, and I hope that they go well. Absolutely, lads. Go smash your exams. Education is...
1: A key, key cornerstone of any success that you're going to have, guys. So I wish you all the very best. Right, Tejas, welcome to the Latte Phone-In. Phone Time for a couple more calls before we end today's show. Uh, you've been waiting very patiently since the very start. What would you like to say?
14: Um, thanks for having me on, FK. Um, I think most of uh, what I wanted to say has already been covered. Um, so I'm not going to waste uh, a lot of time, but just talk about a couple things that I still wanted to mention. <laughs> I think uh, thoughts on the game, I think we obviously got the tactics wrong, but um, again, I'm not sure why Arteta, um, you know, made the changes that he did. Um, Shaka coming off was, you know, shocking. I think it should have been Jorginho um, and uh, Tierney coming in, um, uh, you know, to play that left-back role, but Kivior moving into centre-back and then Partey going into midfield, I think that would have given us a bit of a chance. So, I think, um, you know, of course, we can ask questions of the players, were they at the beach? But, you know, we, we should be okay to ask questions from Arteta, too. And I agree with some of the things that were mentioned that I think going into next season, we're going to need to have a plan A. And it's okay to stick to your plan A as he has done all season. You need to have a backup plan B and, and plan C. Um, the final thing I want to say is uh, taking a step back, there's no two ways about it. It's been a fantastic season i think an 8 or 9 out of 10 for me the, the joy the moments you know we should not let that uh, perspective be lost but at the same time you know i am okay to say that we bottled it um i don't think there's any shame in saying that if if you ask people who are champions who are winners they will admit it if you were to ask arteta i think you know he might tell you that maybe not in a press conference but i think privately he would tell you that and that's what i want to hear it's okay i mean we look at the disappointment from last year. That was what we channeled to have the season that we did this year. You go back to 2001, 2002, uh, or rather 2002, 2003, and then the Invincibles, uh, you know, the year after that. Uh, so it's totally okay to say that and, and move on to the next season with that motivation. Um, I think we're going to have to have strong mentality next year um, beyond just like the sort of, you know, players that we want to bring in in the transfer market. Um, I don't know how you do that, but I, I hope Arteta is also looking at the kind of profile that we bring in, leaders, winners. Um, certainly, you know, I like to hear the likes of Declan Rice being linked. I heard Kimmich, but I don't know if Joshua Kimmich is actually going to make the move. Uh, but that's, that's all I have to say. Great season. It's, it's a bad taste in the mouth at the end. But, you know, let's not forget it. Uh, let's enjoy next weekend. Hopefully we, we go out with a bank.
1: Uh, Tejas, that's a great call. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Maybe we go unbeaten next season, eh? eh? Uh, really appreciate the call, Tejas. Let's just go to some of the messages in the tweets. Um, Sean Minto, who is at Minto underscore Sean, says, I think this has been a great season. It's just sad the way we dropped off. And thanks to Gav, obviously she wore, for all the gear you've sent to Austin, Texas. Here's to a fantastic send off next week. Uh, AFC since 95 says Declan Rice is an average footballer. Gosh. And Tim, who is at Steelborn23, says just hearing possibly the worst opinion I have heard. Arteta does take the blame constantly and he played with a player who hasn't played right back in the past and shown he can do it. I'm taking, Tim, your first point. It was probably something that Wayne said about uh, selling a Smithrow Smithrow and keeping in Ketia. But anyway, um, let's wrap this up. We've got a couple couple more callers. First up, the Clockend blog. Welcome to the post-match, and What would you like to say?
15: Hi, oh, FK. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, my first time doing this, and I'm not much of a public speaker, so I do take it easy on me. Um, but to be honest, I think more what I wanted to say is just the... Yes, there's a time and a place to analyse what's gone wrong this season and to what we could have done better and maybe some mistakes that were made and to what we need to do to improve. But first and foremost, if you said to me at the start of the season we were going to finish second behind Manchester City, I would never have believed you in a, in a month of Sundays. I think what we've achieved this season has been unbelievable. And I think what it's also done is reminded me that football isn't necessarily always about the result and what you win. It's about the people you share it with. It's about the memories that you make. It's about those unbelievable those unbelievable little moments, such as like Bournemouth in the last minute winning that. And also as someone that has gone there sort of week in, week out for like the last 10 years, I've never experienced anything like this season in that stadium. It has been absolutely unbelievable. I've met some amazing people. I've made some amazing memories and just genuinely can't wait for the next season to begin. So yes, it hurts. And there's definitely a time and a place to look at what we can do better and how we can improve. But right now, let's just all remember where we were this time last year and how much we were hurting this time last year and what we actually expected from this season and to like where we are now. So it's been unbelievable. And let's just keep building, keep pushing forwards. And yeah, football is sometimes more about the result and it's about everything else around it. Thank you very much,
1: mate. Oh, mate, that is a tremendous call. And please, if that's your first time calling and you openly admitted that you don't like public speaking, you're a pro. Um, a lovely call there. We are going to go to El Boogie to end the show. Um, so many great calls today peeps I think my favourite call I don't know if you're still listening uh, Miss Jones unbelievable um, and the clock end blog there lovely lovely call there uh, let's go to El Boogie in the US of A let's kind of sort of wrap this up we've been going for an hour and a half on today's post match phone in. well over a couple of thousand of you have tuned in live which is amazing and if you're just tuning in you can catch this as a podcast on all reputable platforms fairly immediately, so Apple, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. El Boogie, welcome. Not the way that we wanted to end the season, not the circumstances that I'd normally like to speak to you under, but it is what it is. We've been beaten. Manchester City are champions. How are you feeling, big man? I can't believe it. He's not there. Right, let's on that note then, end the show. I mean, Wayne and Gav. Um, Tejas saying that saying that actually he's kind of cool with us bottling it and I think Arteta secretly would probably just say yeah look we fucked it and I think we've got to be comfortable with that we have to accept that yeah we've basically dropped the baton Mm. right at the end not had the strength the quality the mental sort of resilience whatever the reasons are going to be we just didn't do it in the end and I think being open about that being comfortable in admitting that is probably a good thing
2: Wayne yeah i think uh, i think that's right and i think like the last caller said maybe the real title race were the friends that we made along the way and we've made quite a few on these on these spaces um it's been great to hear everyone's opinions it's been great to speak to so many fans across the world and i'm sure we will be back again next year to to go through it but um it's still it's still tough it still hurts it's still difficult to accept given the the, the way that we've gone about losing it, not necessarily losing it, but the way that we've gone about losing it is, is more the negative um, for me. But yeah, it's, it's, it's still been a great season nonetheless, although it's ended in disappointing fashion. Yeah, if anybody
1: wants to follow Wayne, he is at waynesworld20 underscore, has his own gaming channel on Twitch, and is, of course, co-host of the Can You Believe It podcast. Wayne, thank you for being such a tremendous co-host. Before we, will, of we got, course,
2: go before again, you move on to Gab, though, sorry, just on this Emile smith thing. Where does, <laughs> in your mind, he stays, right? And plays where? Like, where does he 100% fit? 100% stays. And he would play anywhere in that
1: sort of three behind the centre forward. I don't care, man. He he has a role in the squad. There is no doubt about it. I'm absolutely gobsmacked that he only had a couple of minutes in our last game, I think, against Brighton. He should be playing every now and again to give players the rest that, that, that we so desperately need. Like, he's good enough. I don't know what... I, I know, I think it was... Uh, I think it might have been Miss Jones, actually. You so talked about Emil's sort of mental state and Mikel's being open about that. But as a footballer, yeah, I, I, I just, no, I don't want to sell him, man. I don't, I, I, I know. Yeah, and you man, also don't, don't want to be, sell.
2: How can you sell him and keep him? You care? also, you, also, also, don't Jacka, so. <laughs> on, said, you also don't want to sell Xhaka, Go, so. no, I said you also don't want to sell Xhaka, So
1: now, listen. Anyone at the north? Anyone in the north bank next week? Block nine. In and around the row three four area. If you see me crying, just come and give me a hug, please, because I'm I'm not ready. I'm not ready to see Granite leave my club. Uh, Gav, closing thoughts from you. <laughs> right, yeah, and I mean, I'd like to separate
3: the on the pitch and in the stands uh, of the season completely separately to what the club have done to support us uh, this season as well. Uh, I mean, on the pitch, obviously. It's another giant, giant step forwards. We all would have snapped anybody's hand off a second. <clears throat> not one professionally paid commentator or journalist had us as first or second. Uh, so they delight in us not becoming first has made their predictions look a little bit better than they would. I mean, I think it was like Darth, only out of about 20 that are paid to uh, commentate and review games, etc. on Sky and BT and the BBC. There's only about three or four of them that had us finishing in the top four, uh, let alone finishing second. So, uh, yeah, so they can all do one. I'm hoping Arteta has learnt again. Uh, hoping that Ado uh, has learnt again. I'm hoping that come next season, there's, you know, we're going to, with the increased money coming in and with the fact that we've now got players that we can actually get a transfer fee for, as opposed to paying them to leave uh, after the mess of the uh, the two previous managers uh, or head coaches or whatever they were blinking called. Uh, I'm hoping that, like I say, we're in a strong position to go strong, get the business done early. Uh, with regards to the home games that were absolutely rocking all season, got to give some form of credit to our Ashburton Army for what they've been trying to do, uh, as well as it just seemed like everywhere was a lot louder uh, than previous seasons in there and again obviously the away fans have sounded absolutely crazy loud every single away game and I'm pretty sure if there was a poll they would be well well up there with loudest away support that visited your, you know, their uh, home teams uh, this season. Uh, when it comes to how the club have treated supporters this year uh, I think they've been absolutely disgusting uh, the way that there's been people that have been going away games for sort of consistently for 10, 12 years, suddenly getting pulled the game the day before the game to go and collect tickets. Uh, in the heavy-handed approach the club have done with regards to uh, trying to cut out the tout issue. Obviously those that are touting tickets, come on, get a grip, don't do that to your own anymore. You know, next season, give it to face value to a mate. If no one's if no one can go, you know. Chuck it on Ticket Exchange or whatever you have to do. You know, don't tout tickets to other Arsenal supporters. That's scummy. Uh, The way, obviously, the club going forwards next year uh, with regards to what they've done to silver and junior members, with regards to due to constantly cutting the allocation they give to these sets of uh, supporters, uh, it's now in a situation where you've got to enter a raffle to win a winning raffle ticket uh, before you can actually go and then try and book your seat, uh, which again, I think it's an absolute disgusting how they've got to this situation where go, go back six years, uh, Silver and Junior Gunners had about 7,500 tickets this season. It was, it weren't even three, three and a half for some games. Uh, so I'm bitterly disappointed to how the club have worked in the background, with regards to treating uh, the, the youngest uh, and the longest-running sort of match-by-match pan supporters. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure we'll talk more about that over the summer. Mate. I only asked you to say goodbye, but, uh, but yeah, go. On, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> goodbye. Right, I mean, look, it's obviously a sad day at the office, but. Um... You know, we've got to keep doing these sorts of shows. I find it very therapeutic and I love to hear from, from fans. But if anybody wants to follow Gav, sorry to cut you off, mate. My family are downstairs and they're all screaming for dinner. They're not going to eat without me and I've got relatives over. Uh, Gav is at she War, And of course, he's been having some shout outs for some Arsenal memorabilia. Check out his website. Um, there we have it, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Arsenal have been beaten today by Nottingham Forest. Not the result we wanted, not the ending to the season we wanted. Desperately sad, actually, when you think about all of these results that we've had over the last few weeks and think about how we've sort of chucked leads and conceded goals. Really, really sad. But when you see the intent and the uh, seriousness of Mikel in the post-match interview... I think he's got something brewing. And I think Arsenal are going to be back. We're, getting, we're already making sounds. Xhaka being sounded out. the Conga being loaned out to Burnley. Um, players that are, we've been tapping up for, for some time. Declan Rice, Moises Caicedo. This summer is going to be big. And we will hopefully be back next season. So that's it. Manchester City are champions for the third season in a row. For the fifth time in six seasons. Great manager. Great squad. Great number of financial breaches as well. Um, But there we are. Um,
14: Until next time, bye for now.